reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events, Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome, everybody, to the Sea Space City podcast. Brian the Podfather here with the real stars of the show, Alan and Ricky. Alan, what's happening, buddy? Oh, my God. It's been such a long time since we actually talked about some of our guilty pleasures. And Jesus, did we need to do an emergency watch. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. House of the Dragon is back. We're in Westeros. She-Hulk is going on. Nerd culture is hot, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ricky, we're going to lead off with you because you did pick a show last week and go. So, with the latest event, you get the leadoff spot on this week's episode. Awesome, awesome, baby, baby. I went to go see Sublime with Rome with uh, Incubus. Incubus were like the headlining band, and then Sublime with Rome. Also, they had a band called the Aqua Dolls that opened up the show. It was at the uh, Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. It was a blasty blast. Went last Friday, which uh, was the 19th. So I went to the 19th concert. The blast. Uh, so basically, um, yeah, it was super fun. So the Aqua Dolls, I had no idea who they were. They were like an all-girls band. Very cool. Had um, sort of a, a go-go style about them, sort of an updated go-go style about them. They even sung Vacation, which is actually a pretty no, catchy didn't. song. Yeah, super catchy song, because like I'd been hearing that on tons of commercials. I heard it on Jackass Forever, and I'd been hearing it tons of places, and I was like, what's that song? And so like I ended up using Shazam and uh, find out what it was. And then I went to the show and the first band who I had no idea who they were, the Aqua Dolls, they ended up singing that song. So it was, it was really cool, nice. really awesome. Next was Sublime. As everybody knows, Sublime has like a new lead singer. His name is Rome. He's been there for a while. He still does the reggae stuff. Um, same as Bradley used to. Um, Sublime came out, they sung like, you know, some of their newer stuff as well. And then they got into like um, some of the older stuff. They sung uh, Smoke Two Joints. They sung uh, Smoke Two Joints in the morning. <laughs> so they sung Smoke <laughs> Two Joints. Then they sm- sung uh, Bad Fish. Smoke Two Joints. <laughs> <laughs> Doing time, before I went. <laughs> Doing time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Doing time, uh, summertime in the living ZZ. Then they sung uh, to close it out. They sung "What I Got," which is a song I'm sure everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Love me, hmm. what I got. Yeah. In Santeria, I ain't got no Santeria. Yeah. So the biggest hits they saved for the, their little encore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, save for the well for the end. They didn't do an encore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do an encore. So they they saved for the end. Yeah, it was a blast. And while while I was at uh, the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, I had to go get my strawberry margarita, which cost Ooh, like seventeen hundred thousand dollars. But still, I have to get it every single time. It's, it's really good. They call it like a yardstick margarita. I think it is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. nice. It's, I was yo, gonna say, how big was that cup for it to be that much? Oh, no, it's big. <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll get you a little tipsy after after you drink the entire thing. You you feel it, <laughs> you feel a little bit. 
And so then Incubus came up. Incubus, who is a band that I absolutely love, you know, they come up, started it out with Nice to Know You. Then they worked their way through a couple of other songs. Wish You Were Here, Animali, R.U.N. And during the R.U.N., they did kind of like a uh, Riders on the Storm, The Doors or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of mixed that in a little bit. Then he came back out with Six Sad Little Worlds, Stellar which Stellar is a song that everybody knows. Like, just look it up. You know that song. Uh, Megalomaniac, (laughs) Echo, Pardon Me. Yeah, The Warmth. Then they closed closed it out with Dig. Then Incubus did an encore, which was super awesome because I wanted more from Incubus. But I've been to so many concerts that, like, the encore kind of is like it's kind of douchey at this point like like it's 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 cool but it's like you get it from like so many bands it feels like every single time you go to a concert you get like they 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 finish off and then you're like hey there's a couple more songs that I haven't heard and then they leave everybody beats on the chairs starts chanting their names incubus 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 Oh god, oh god. When and you fall like in that. love with a blade, you're gonna blade, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is John Moxley blading every single week and getting love for it. <laughs> uh, and then they came out, they hit it off with warning, and then they finished off with dry, which nice. was super, super awesome. And it was a you great know, time. I will say this about the encore and and yeah, anymore. Every show has the encore. Every I'm time, a- bruh. I'm okay with it. They 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 were just up there for an hour. Like, let them take a break and knock out two of their biggest hits at the end. Yeah, let yeah. everybody leave just ecstatic. Let I mean, go. let them go get take a, drink, a piss. He's got to you know, towel you off a little bit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of a couple of other things. Of so a couple of other things from this. Like, if you've ever seen Brandon Boyd live with Incubus, you know that he takes his shirt off every single time. You know, he's he's a little cute boy, Brandon Boyd. So he takes his shirt off every single time. He's like in his mid-40s now. So he didn't, maybe that was the reason that he didn't take his shirt off. But he was also sitting down most of the concert. So that made oh, me feel, that made me feel kind of cruddy because like he ended up having like a back injury. So like, oh, what? So, so, so it's kind of funny that like a band that you love that is, you know, slowly sort of getting older. I wouldn't call Incubus old. I wouldn't say someone's old in their mid 40s. I mean, listen, they, be- got, they got big when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're it's an like older band. 22 now, years ago. Like they've had a good run. <laughs> no, I know. But I would- defeated Ricky. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with that. I get that. I understand. We're all gonna get back injuries at some point. Until you got four in the first number, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 like he's 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 older. You know what I'm saying? I think it's unfair to call someone old for about what thirty minutes of their rem- or thirty years of their remaining life. So you got to be. I think in order to be properly old, you have to be fifty, fifty-five. You got oh, man. I know some 50, 55 year olds that are going to take over. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. You can still go to, to everybody. We enjoy you as listeners. And please keep on listening. <laughs> I, I love you and I appreciate it. And I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to regret that when I'm 50, 55. 
I'm well, probably so, yeah, not going to feel old. Myself. I'm only just over eight years away from fifty. Like, let's uh, let's not let's give say, me my AARP card just okay, yet. Let's get, let's go sixty because, like, so you live until what? So, uh, like late 70s, 77, 78 or so. So, like, yeah, about 60, 65. Yeah, 60, 65 is all. But yeah, let's at least leave the, the workforce before we declare somebody um, <laughs> on the aging side. Are we going 65, 70 then? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, you know, once you, once you hit retirement, you're, you're, you're getting there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, he that- is older. I would not call Brandon Boyd old, but he is older. He is in his mid-40s. He's about 46. So he's sitting there with his back injury most of the concert. Because I was shocked because, like, you know, Brandon, they're chill. Like, Sublime is a pretty chill band, but they're not that chill to where he's just going to, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, I was going to say, like, um, hopefully he didn't injure himself before the tour. But, I mean, if he injured himself during the tour, like, Hey, big props for him for being like, hey, the show must continue. We'll we'll keep going to the next city, but I gotta sit yeah, down. Man. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, like I, for you, Ricky, it did seem like he was being lazy, but then you find out it's like, oh, he's hurt, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, it's I, easy I, to I, cast I, judgment sipping your yard long margarita. Yard long margarita. Probably probably a little tipsy. That's why I was <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, he just being lazy. What what the hell's up with Brandon Boyd, man? <laughs> that's funny. But he didn't he didn't take his shirt off. Sorry to all the ladies. He didn't take his shirt off, which me and my brother were having like a running joke before. We're like, we're like, how many songs in before he takes his shirt off? Like, so he didn't take the shirt off. I guess if you're in your mid forties and you're sitting in a chair with a back injury, you probably don't take the shirt off tonight. <laughs> well, no, he had to keep it on to stay warm. You got to keep those injured backs warm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, I, I, I would have sat down the entire time. He, he got up to do like. They got up, um, I forgot which song it's during, maybe Karma, Come Back, or Mexico, one of those. They get up, and, like, Brandon Boyd does, like, this little thing where he beats on the sort of bongo drums. Yeah, he's done that at every single show that I've gone to. Like, they'll they'll do, like, a nice little instrumental. And, like, he'll beat on the bongo drums with the rest of the crowd while they're messing around with the drums and the guitars and stuff. So it was, ah, it was, I'd, I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it. Like next time, I'm sure he won't have a back injury. Even with the back injury, he was wonderful. There was only a couple of audio issues. Audio next issues. Time, next time they're gonna wheel him out. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Show must go on, gents. <laughs> so I'd recommend going to go watch a show at the Woodlands. Of course, I've I've seen probably a hundred there. So, and when you go, make sure you get the yardstick margarita. It is very good. They will swirl it up with the red and green. <laughs> and it's okay, guaranteed okay. to get you a little tipsy. <laughs> My only complaint is they used to sell a lemonade. They used to sell a lemonade, and the lemonade that they had was so good. They don't sell it anymore. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's the worst whenever they remove some of the best stuff in a, in a venue. You know, it's like, why? So and I've never a, been up there. How's the lawn seating? Oh, okay. You could you just like sit on the ground, or you can rent a chair as well. You can rent a lawn chair as well. I didn't. Oh yeah, we yeah. Didn't you can rent a chair. Lawn. I was gonna say you could just sit on your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were in the back in the seats. Yeah, because I bought the tickets late. I bought the tickets late, so we were in the back in the seats and stuff. 
but yeah, you could easily see it. It was a blast. It was super fun. <laughs> Everybody just takes a, a towel or something, spreads it out, yeah. you know? It, yeah, it had rain. It had rain, so they had they had like the yellow tape up at the front of the um oh. at the front of the lawn. So like maybe people were busting their asses when they first came in. I don't know. Oh, oh speaking of busting their asses, I busted my ass walking in on the concrete. <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> yeah, we were we were walking in. I felt like such a goober. I just looked around. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It was, hilarious. It was that pregame activity? God. Yeah, yeah look like no look like I could Ricky? myself. <laughs> oh shoot oh man but it, yeah it was a blast such a blast back to the emergency broadcast speaking of old men <laughs> oh my god what's going on ricky what, what do you think about that championship match that we just saw I was saying, let's preface like what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 describe this for the people who don't watch wrestling. <laughs> Tonight on AEW Dynamite, <laughs> they decided they were going to have a unification match for the interim championship held by one John Moxley versus the champion who has been out with an injury, CM Punk. This matchup was supposed to take place in two weeks as well. But they went right. ahead and they went ahead and rushed it. Based on the outcome, maybe we know why. I I don't know. So so okay, so but okay. So what happened in the matchup? This is a long anticipated matchup. Like I said, it was oh, supposed yeah. to take place in about um, two two and a half or one and a half weeks. One two two and a half, maybe one and a half weeks from now. Part of September. So yeah, one and a half weeks. It's next weekend. That's right. So it was supposed to take place at, at a big pay-per-view, big all-out, big all-out pay-per-view in Chicago, Illinois, which is CM Punk's hometown. So they ended up rushing it to Wednesday night, which is John Moxley's hometown. Typically for a big match like this, you're talking about the match going like 20, 30 minutes, 20, 25, 30 minutes, something like that. This match ends up going about four minutes, maybe. CM Punk came back from an ankle injury he uh, or bone or bones in his foot or something like that. I think it might've been a foot injury. But anyways, he comes back possibly early from a foot injury. So they end up doing the matchup in four minutes. The only other time I can remember them doing a matchup like this is like Brock Lesnar and John Cena from like eight years ago at SummerSlam when Brock went in there and just yeah. absolutely destroyed John Cena. Like, it wasn't even – like, this was, like, a huge sold-out, you know, mega event, the event of the summer, and Brock Lesnar goes in there and just murders John Cena. Like, you just did not expect that to happen. And that's kind of mm -hmm. what happened this time. CM Punk, they exchange punches. CM Punk goes for this kick, yada, yada. He, he faints at his uh, foot. Like, his foot is hurt, and then he goes down. So, possibly – the thinking behind this is maybe CM Punk is still hurt and he came back too early. And that's part of the ideas behind this is that maybe CM Punk came back too early and he they, they wanted to do a thing because CM Punk came back, they wanted to just go ahead and knock it out. 
you know, let's just go ahead and do this. You come in, you do this really quick thing. You can't wrestle for like 20 minutes, but you can maybe go out there for like four minutes, do a little something, something. This will add more intrigue to the storyline between CM Punk and John Moxley, maybe when CM Punk's able to come back full time. But there, I'm going to let you guys know. You took in. a belt off of him. Yeah, go ahead. That you didn't, you did something you, you didn't, didn't need to take it off do. of him. You didn't have to take that belt off of Punk. My initial maybe, thought yeah. was when it happened, and I said to Alan as we're watching it, I said, look at that producer who was standing ringside like the whole time with the headset on. Turns out he was part of the medical staff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he shouldn't be there. Something's yeah. actually wrong. Well, the ref asked him to come take a look at Punk's leg or whatever, ankle. And watching the replay back, I thought originally that it was the kick that shattered his ankle or whatever but it was just the lift and putting all his weight on, on his leg and rotating yeah. and it's very possible he straight up re-injured it like i don't know if this is a work or if it's legit mm. i think it's a work i think it's a work but why, i think it, but why take the belt off of him with the work because you need you need to establish john moxley as like the actual champion like, his, his championship reign for, like, a lot of people was kind of losing steam. Like, a lot, it, it, it just wasn't the greatest championship reign for, like, a lot of people. I think, the you know, one? bringing But, in, I mean, but at the same time, you can completely delegitimize Hunk's reign because, my, because he won and got injured, what, the next day? Yeah. Or during the match? So I think so. So with the idea with punks, you can at least sell it off. Like you know, he got injured during the matchup. That's why John Moxley kicked his ass. You know, so I think that also another idea could be. So we should also preface this by saying that CM Punk. Okay, so CM Punk has kind of backstage issues. We don't know how deep they go or anything like that, but there are some. Yeah, there are some sort of backstage issues there. So apparently, so, okay, CM Punk wrestled this guy named Hangman Page a few years, months ago. Hangman Page made a comment about CM Punk um, being bad for AEW and Hangman Page needing to take the belt away from CM Punk because guys like CM Punk are making AEW worse. And, like, he, he, he is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, which is good shoot stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe some people behind the scenes believe there's some legitimacy to that. At the idea of like AEW bringing in so many former WWE guys that maybe they need to push their own stars. You know, possibly there's some legitimacy to that. I don't know how much because CM Punk is a massive star in wrestling. So like he puts eyes on a product. Punk was but, out of WWE seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Like he's yeah. not... He's not a freshly released. It's not. It's not TNA grabbing Hogan or yeah. grabbing like when they when they did that whole like let's grab everybody that WWE releases. Mm -hmm. That's not what Punk is. Punk is an anti WWE guy. Yeah, and well established. Like to say he's not an AEW guy. Like, let's be real. As soon as AEW came into being, it was. The countdown was on. When's Punk coming? Mm -hmm. Very much so. It was so like if Punk comes, Punk could come back to wrestling. It won't be in WWE, but it'll be right. in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
my thing is, you know, with Punk doing that offshoot promo last week uh, before Moxley came out, you know, he did so call out Punk, Hangman for doing those comments yeah. against him. And then, you know, he took some other shots of like people against Eddie Kingston. He took shots, you know, uh, you know, everybody. If he came back knowing he was injured, that's one thing for them to be like, all right, you know what? Let's push up the match. That way, at least we can do another story with Moxley leading up to the pay-per-view. That would be a little yeah. logical. But if you're injured, also, my other question would be like, well, you don't want to push it to the pay-per-view, you know, have a four-minute match at a pay-per-view, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I have an idea. Hmm. He's legitimately injured still. They made him come back early Yeah. to do this particular story. He's mad about it. It's a screw job, and they're trying to turn Punk into a Stone Cold-like figure a la attitude era where he's fighting the boss maybe like I he mean, could be because they're not, Punk's, they're not really playing that story out on 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 screen though yet yeah like so punk shoots last week runs his mouth mm-hmm. yeah this week this debacle happens let's say punk comes out in three weeks this is all tony Khan's and fault. says this is tony Khan's fault he made me come back before i was ready because he wanted that belt off of me so yep. on and so forth, and you create, and Tony Khan comes out with the Blackpool Combat Club as his goons, <laughs> or somebody else as that's his the, goons. I, I know, but that's the ultimate. I don't. Face I right don't now. see that happening. Right, that's at all. that's the yeah. trouble. But like, you have face. <laughs> you'd have face versus face, so it's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in all reality, is there anybody in the Blackpool Combat Club that couldn't easily turn heel and be credible? They've all they've all had Daniel Bryan heel work. Yeah, Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan was great as a heel. Yep. Mox is great as a heel. Regal's a supreme heel. Yeah. Cesaro or Claudio, he sorry. He's yep. done Fine. some great heel work in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And then um is Eddie part of it? No. No. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston's not part of or, it. Or heck. Just have Khan come out with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, say, you know what? You're fighting Eddie Kingston, whatever. Right. Like, that dude gives zero fucks. He'll yeah. fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. Like, see, I don't Eddie see him doing that. That would, be, that would be super but... weird. Yeah, that would be super weird. But, I mean, I don't, so, so we should, we should preface this by saying, so last week, CM Punk, he came back. He sort of made his return the week before. But last week, he came back and talked on the mic. He talked about John Moxley, the guy who's holding the belt that uh, CM Punk kind of has. John Moxley was the interim belt. They're working a storyline. So typically, John Moxley or CM Punk would just call out John Moxley. But he ended up calling out Hangman Page. And the issue with this was that it's un- it was unscripted that he actually called out Hangman Page to come to the ring. Not that he had talked about Hangman Page. Because in professional wrestling, typically, if you call out a face, a good guy, they have to come to the ring, you know, unless they're there. Or it, it makes them look like a coward of sorts. Like, if you're, if you're a bad guy, you don't, like, the bad guys don't have to come to the ring. The bad guys can just be douchey and say, screw this town. This town isn't good yeah. enough for me, or whatever the hell. <laughs> they right. can say whatever they want to, but, a, but, but CM Punk kind of got a lot of a lot of like legitimate, like not not just you know heat from the crowd, but legitimate like backstage 
he made a lot of people backstage mad. Yeah. In the locker room by calling out Adam Page because you're like he kind of went off script and you're not supposed to call a baby face out. Cause what does what does Adam Page do? He just you just go out there and talk tussle with them a little bit i mean it was super bizarre <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean like honestly i i was thinking like hey what i mean if he really got injured right now because like the match was supposedly scheduled to be able to go for on for an hour yeah um yeah. so i'm saying like if he got legitimate karma from like you know calling somebody he wasn't supposed to out calling two people he wasn't supposed to out if he is being a little bit of a cancer backstage I mean, oh man, for for the flag bearer John Moxley to just you know pull that off on him in like six minutes, it was crazy. Me and Brian looked at each other with the same Literally, face, like like jaws yeah. dropped, eyes wide. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I was mean, I, I was think... saying before the match started, like man, Punk's really soaking this in right now, holding that title high. Didn't have a good feeling. Maybe maybe he understood. Maybe he knew that like he needed to step away. Maybe he knows that he needs to step away from the company for a little bit or something, and then maybe come back. See, because what I thought they were doing at first was like Moxley, because they were in Cincinnati, they were in Ohio tonight, which is Moxley's home state, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Punk's home state and city is Chicago, Illinois, which is where the pay per view was going to be. So I assume maybe they were going to do a thing where like maybe Mox goes over tonight, Mox wins tonight. Punk comes back at the pay-per-view. They have the rematch. And then... Well, you want to take credibility out of Mox's reign, though. Like, if you want to make Mox look like a paper champion, that's how you do it. Well, not not necessarily. How how blatantly obvious is it? But you you have him come out and destroy CM Punk, you know? But, like, the the issue with that would be, like like you said, like, with the injury angle, it, it, it really makes, you know, it gives CM Punk an out. To where like Mox didn't really beat him. Mox beat a crippled Sam Punk, you know. So I mean, and now I mean your pay-per-views in 10 plus four, 14 days. One and I a mean, half weeks. What is the yeah. main event gonna be for the title? That's if there's gonna be this is ridiculous. Like who it it's gotta be MJF or somebody. They they said that they have a massive pay-per-views or a massive or a big main event set up. Who who can it possibly be? I, I mean, mean, I was hoping. For you know, if the match would have been last, for it to be a drag out brawl, thirty minutes, well, and then MJF returns and screws it all up, and being like, "There's no two titles. There's only me. I'm the grand slam around here." You know, whatever. Well, and that and that's the thing, and and I hadn't realized it, and that the next match was the main event all along, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I'm like. But then I'm like, why would you schedule? I don't care how how much they're pushing the trios championship tournament. You do not put a tag team match that's not the finals ahead of your championship. Of your your champion, yeah, on the card. That's yeah. not how that works. So yeah, like you only you yeah you'd I'm, open up the. You either open up the show with it or you close the show with it. And that's what like, we were saying. Two options. Those are the only two options. Yeah. <laughs> once I realized that, I was like, this has got to be a work. Because at first I'm sitting there like, oh shit, Punk re-injured his ankle. Like it's a legit injury. Uh-huh. Yeah, they kind of gave but, it away. But they kind of gave it away that something when they was gonna happen. Weren't the main event. Yeah. 
<laughs> like that, yeah, that kind of gives away that it's some kind of work and it's an angle because otherwise you don't do that. You don't no, put you don't. your champion on anywhere but last. Yeah. And this and, and in the wrestling world, this puts AEW in a really AEW is kind of under a microscope right now. Cause like you you keep on having these reports that are coming out. Who knows how true they are, who knows how legitimate or how um deep their the fillings are. But you keep on having reports coming out where like wrestlers are not happy with how they're being used in AEW and not not being booked. And then you just had Triple H take over WWE. And WWE is really, really friggin' hot right now. Like they yeah, the last two weeks have been really amazing. TV. Like stupid hot. They just sold Johnny just Wrestling sold. is back, baby. Bro, like this this past weekend shows in Canada. Holy crap, like raw. That was one of the greatest Raws I've ever seen in general, just in general, not just recently. That's one of the best Raws I've ever seen. The Raw that just happened in Canada, amazing. Yeah. And they yeah. and they have two shows coming up, back-to-back, WrestleMania and Hollywood. And a lot of this is fueled by speculation that The Rock is coming back. But they sold almost all of their tickets already. And that's like over 100,000-plus tickets. For like in the sh- in, in for it's show in on, April, yeah, mm-hmm. it just went on sale like two weeks ago or something like that. Like WWE is sizzling hot. In, and in and just think, four or five months ago, we were hearing all the reports that they couldn't sell out WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yep. Now this one, this I mean, Rick is on his time, tickets because he had to go to WrestleMania again. Yeah, I I got to man. because ooh, Rick like, is fancy. Second one, second one I've been to. I think. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy time. I'm jealous at all? <laughs> the heat's turning. The heat's turning for sure. I mean, it's a couple it's of months be ago. An interesting uh, pay per view next weekend for sure, bro. As far as like four months ago, even like maybe not even that long ago, like. I'm an avid wrestling fan. Like, I've been watching wrestling for so long. And, like, I watch all all of it. I watch so much wrestling. And then, so, like, AEW was legitimately the funnest thing to watch. Like, every single week. It wasn't even, it wasn't even close. Like, AEW, yeah. WWE had a couple of segments that were, you know, maybe better than what AEW, or, or at least up there. I don't know about better. But they had a couple of segments each week that were okay. But AEW as a show was like the hottest thing now it's 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 kind of raw it's kind of smackdown because of like what is triple h doing who's gonna come back johnny gargano came back you know the the extended amount of match times the the um you know the focus on the focus on bringing wrestling back the focus on like a guy who is kind of like tony khan like a guy who is a wrestling fan triple h who is who was a former wrestler himself, like understanding how the wrestling business, you know, what wrestling fans want to see, you know? Now, you know, we are we are um we're we're a Sean Waltman and Billy Gunn away from a full-on DX takeover <laughs> of the uh WWE ex- of the executive forward. floor of uh, of the headquarters. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, Road Dog came back. <laughs> Road Dog's back. Shawn Michaels is is a VP. <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels, the heads of creative and talent relations. Like, think about twenty five years ago when they were in full DX mode. Yeah, bro, would you full have click ever mode? thought that? 
with with everything that they were getting away with backstage and the thing triple h is like at the forefront of really pushing women's wrestling too like you know you would have thought like in in the click days you would have thought that that was an adverse idea like those dudes would have been super misogynist but like no like triple h also did participate in the um screwing a corpse (laughs) scene katie big Katie Vick, Katie look, Vick it scene. look it up. Viewer discretion now, advised. Yeah, viewer <laughs> discretion advised indeed. It's and, not graphic though, but just gross. And now, <laughs> and now he's running, not only running the show, but like you yeah. said, championing women's wrestling. Yeah, he's a, that's a he's man been doing that for about seven years now. So yeah, oh yeah, that's a yeah. man who adjusted to the times. Mm-hmm. Smart man. He's giving the people what they want. A guy who yeah. grew up. A guy who really yeah. grew up. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was I was watching uh the A and E documentary series. I was watching Mankind versus Triple H, and just watching the. I mean, obviously, when Triple H started, he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Blue yep. Blood, you know. Yep. And Mankind yep. actually kind of started around the same time, so it actually yep. chronicled, you know, Mankind yeah. growing up, dude, love. Cactus Jack, you know, yeah. all of that thing. But it also chronicled Triple H, you know, going from Hunter Hearst. It didn't really talk about the DX era. It was kind of terrorizing. Yeah, it didn't talk about that. <laughs> well, they talked about, you know, it showed uh, like a video promo or not video promo, but like a camera uh, capture of him like driving. So it was like a lipstick cam that they use on TV. Yeah. And he was just talking about like, you know, there's a lot of good guys right now where it's like The Rock, Stone Cold mankind there needs to be a bad guy you know like there's always needs to be the ultimate bad guy yeah it's kind of what he was like i kind of want to become that so he always, he's always had that mind for the business like we said and right now oof, is gonna be in really good hands i mean you know he had that health scare yeah. but hopefully that got cleaned up for him and now he's like a whole second chance at this whole wrestling thing you yeah. know nxt didn't finish out strong for him but he can restart again now. Yeah. Well, yeah, now he's going to control the main roster. It's just, you know. Because mm-hmm. they used wild. to always talk about how, like, with video games and stuff like that, even with the video games and, like, everything that was sort of connected to WWE, like, Triple H was really interested in how he was portrayed, like, his character was portrayed in the video games. Yeah. He wanted to get all of that stuff right. Like, he's he's always had such a great creative mind. So, to loop around back to the breaking news that we were uh, talking about earlier hopefully hopefully we'll see how the pay-per-view shapes out but you know when we finished last week's podcast we were talking about suspensions and we were mocking the nfl for not you know coming down with the big suspension we've all been waiting for around here and they finally came down with it as soon as we, you know, stopped recording the next day. Yeah. News broke. The very next day. <laughs> Watson got hit with an 11-game suspension and, like, $5 million fine from the NFL for his activities during the 2020 uh, season. Yeah, which 11 games is an odd number, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. <laughs> But week 12, where are the Browns? Yeah. They're in Houston. They're going to be playing here. So, obviously, that's going to be the one game this year that gets sold out at NRG. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they'll sell it opening day, but probably not. If you want to go to that as a group, you got to combo it with another game. So, <laughs> you have to uh, 
We have to oh, get the dice. I mean, honestly, we could probably get a suite for some Texans games. I think they're being priced. The that one, I don't know. That particular game might be pretty, pretty oh, pricey, though. Yeah. <laughs> that game will be back to normally scheduled pricing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rep, whenever she called me, she was like, well, you know, because of the situation, you know, the big game is Cleveland, and it's like, I know the situation. I know what situation you're talking the about. Situation. <laughs> situation. I love that you called it the situation. Is that is that douchebag from Jersey Shore showing up? The situation. Yeah. Like, oh, come was, on. It was pretty funny. I was just like, yeah, I know the situation, but you know. Well, what had happened was. Uh, but big things about the news breaking. It was not Adam Scheffner. It was not one of your, you know, big ESPN, CBS guys. It was some random, you know, guy named Joe Pasteris from Boston. Okay. Who's Joe Pasteris from Boston, you may ask, Brian? I would ask, who is Joe Pasteris from Boston? So, (laughs) apparently Joe was just, you know, he's just your enthusiast for electronics, you know, he just likes to snoop around websites, to, you know, try to see if he can find security flaws, let's say. What does that, you know, sort of say that he is? Wait, Joe's a hacker? Okay, Joe's yes. A hacker. So, yeah. Joe's a hacker. <laughs> you know, he didn't say that on the airwaves, but, you know, we can presume that he was. Allegedly. Found... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Joe found the glitch in the NFL's website that allowed him to access all the rookie contracts, a lot of other information, yada, yada, yada. He tried to get in contact with the NFL and be like, hey, I can do this. Not that it's a good thing, but, you know, you have a flaw in your system. Let's work together. So he's trying to be a white hat. Mm -hmm. So NFL didn't get back to him. Uh, He reached out to somebody and, you know, they contacted him with the NFL. He helped them patch you know the problem good guy right he didn't want much all he wanted was you know could i get a nfl credential pass so i can be you know official you know story reporter whatever you know that's a pretty good deal right tech savvy guy hacker and sport sports writer right so that's how you do it so 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 yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say like when when hackers have broken in, here. hackers have broken into like government websites, they they will oftentimes hire them to tell them, yeah. you know, how did you break into our website? <laughs> so apparently, somebody messaged the same guy who he he got contacted, uh, you know, to be like, hey NFL, you didn't respond to me, but you know we have this issue. It would be really good if you actually responded. His contact told him like, hey. You should, you know, check this part of the website out. There's a thing in there that would be really interesting for you. So lo and behold, this guy breaks the story and added, you know, all these other guys, you know, they we got scooped. Three, three, four people did credit Joe Pasteris, but then, you know, whenever it was like Adam Scheffner, all these sources confirmed, you know, so it's like, Mm. well that's the thing though i mean the responsible thing for them is they have to confirm oh no 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 of course of course but it's like he broke the story he got the scoop before everybody man i mean nfl really has a big uh, website issue i'm presuming okay. now remind me not to create a username and password for nfl.com uh, yeah right it's holy crap <laughs> 
Yeah, so they came down. The 11 games is so bizarre. Like, it, it's – look, I personally – until a, you see that Week 12 matchup. Mm-hmm. I know. Literally, but, it's no shame in their game. They know all that that's shame a big game, money. But I, I no, get no, no. it. <laughs> they don't have any shame. They should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they true. should be ashamed of themselves. But they're <laughs> like, oh, heck yes. We've got week one, Baker versus the Browns. And then on week 12, we've got his replacement against his old team. <laughs> like these are, these are, I wouldn't be surprised if it makes a four o'clock slot. Hmm. Yeah. America's yep. game of the week. So it's a straight up AFC game, so it wouldn't be on Fox. But it could be on CBS, so three twenty-five. Yeah, no, but no. I mean the Texans have played a heck of a lot of twelve o'clock games. They could even do a Monday night game, you know. I mean, I don't think they're gonna go that far. Let's be <laughs> real. Like this is going to be a bad Texans team versus a Cleveland team that at best will be five hundred. Hey, hey, you say point. the Texans are bad, I but bet. we're 2 and 0 in this preseason, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. Preseason. Ah, preseason literally preseason. nothing. It's you all got, about that momentum. No, that momentum. No, you know what? You There's no I momentum like? in preseason. There's no momentum like, to be built in preseason. <laughs> I like the years that the Steelers lose every preseason game. You know why? That's when we win this year, baby. That's when they play well. <laughs> yep. Yep. Get some pissed off and a little bit hungry. Yeah. Right you now, my Tomlin are 2 0. Yeah. So you, you want like Mike Tomlin mad. Little, you want like Mike Tomlin with the low fire behind him. <laughs> last week against Seattle, like it was just like anybody could have played quarterback for them. Well, that continued in their second preseason game. Got a good old line, baby. Not really. Kenny Pickett once again looked good. He's looking stellar through two preseason games, and it's just, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I want, <laughs> I need them to get their asses handed to them in the third preseason game. Well, if you played the Texans, you know we would probably do that for you. But you know we're playing the Niners on Thursday night football tomorrow. So, okay. <laughs> Now, is this one on Amazon? It's on Amazon, but also Amazon Prime made a deal with DirecTV to have uh, sports bars and, you know, other commercial entities be able to uh, stream their services. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. That that Week 12 game, that Week 12 game is going to be so damn sloppy, though. Come on. The Texans and the Browns. Like, for, for one, Deshaun, like... Played it, it'll be slightly, two years at that point. Slightly overrated. Slightly overrated. Like he is he is Ooh, talented. He is talent on record. Very I'm on record agreeing. I am very Ooh, on record. Hey, like, you guys you guys are slandering my he's boy okay. to Sean. He's a, no no Sean, he's okay. he <laughs> not calling him trash, not calling him trash or garbage, but people talk about him like he is in like this top level or even a second level i think he's lower second tier maybe top 13. now that said because i actually brought that kind of out on none of those things last or this week yeah elliot made a good point he made himself into a star and led the league in passing with bill o'brien as his head coach yes and that I know the quasi garbage receiving core and led the, led the league and in lack of led, running game. 
Led the so, league yeah. in passing. Led the league in passing with a bunch of garbage ass yards. Like all yards, all offensive yards are not created equal. Like people always toss up like Kirk Cousins has so many yards that he throws like every year. I'm like, Kirk Cousins isn't garbage, but he ain't that good. Calm down. <laughs> like he's no. like Kirk Cousins and Deshaun are right around the same area. Like Deshaun might might can do a couple more things, a few more things. Kurt might be a tad bit more accurate with the pass. And uh, Deshaun, you know, a tad bit more mobile, a little bit more unpredictable. But they, they're not too far away from each other. Those two guys are very similar to me. <laughs> nice take. That's a very interesting take. Hmm. I mean, I got fantasy man. football draft coming up this weekend in Jamaica oh, Beach. Yeah. I <laughs> heard you guys are really doing it up for that league. Yeah, we got oh, a beach yeah? house, bro. You guys doing a keeper or what? Beach, huh? Dude, this league is nuts. Like, I, I just went in on the message boards. Yeah. <laughs> message, oh, the message board is so funny, bro. So I'm not going to name names, but uh, one of the dudes, he, he wanted me to bring it up. His name is Enrique. I'll name Enrique. Enrique is super <laughs> hilarious. Enrique is super hilarious. He is content master. Oh, my God. Like, if you need to make content for your website, Enrique Del Rio. This guy's like, brilliant with that. So We need to recruit Enrique for the Dirty Enrique, Venus so, <laughs> so, hit him up. So, so, I'll leave names out. But Enrique, and there's another guy in the league who Enrique kind of, he kind of pesters a little bit, to be fair. Enrique does kind of pester this guy a little bit. Enrique's a great guy, content master. Kind of pesters this guy a little bit. This other dude, he will go unnamed, uh, threatened to murder Enrique while we were at the draft house. I, I assumed oh, it was no. a joke. I took it as a joke. But Enrique, yeah, it, it just became a whole thing. So yada, yada. But anyways, we're ready for the fantasy football. Jamaica Beach this weekend. We're going to have theme oh, songs. We're going to have, oh, my Lord. I'm so ready, bro. <laughs> wow. Man, so we we just had our our draft this Monday, and we're gonna do a keeper league. So I had like the fifth uh, pick overall, nice in the middle. I took Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You know, let's lock off that QB for the next four or five years. You know, I tell you what, Is that who you got first keeper league. I can I can get behind it, but yeah, that's a bold move. It's a bold move. First. I know it is, but uh, but in a keeper league, especially year one of a keeper league, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was thinking like in a in a keeper league to uh, draft a quarterback first. That does kind of make sense. Like I, it, normally, like that's kind of insane. But like, wasn't the first quarterback <laughs> to get taken? No, that's Justin, Justin Herbert was, was the no, first one. Really, Herbert? Yeah, he was uh, pick number four. We had Jonathan Taylor first. Um, I don't think McCaffrey was second. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, like those, those two. Yeah, if I'm yeah. if I'm doing a keeper league, yeah, no, yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those two are the. Josh first Allen ones. was the next one after Mahomes. I don't remember who drafted him, but oh man, we'll see how this Jonathan league goes. Taylor was the first. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Great pick. Yeah, that yeah. that he's he's the consensus number one, and like all you know. <laughs> Man, where did Derrick Henry go coming off the injury? He's going about five or so, maybe five, six, like, yeah. I think in one of my leagues last year, Mm -hmm. I had the overall number one pick and took Derrick Henry. Like, it was was an easy choice. Oh, yeah, like, you got (laughs) you got like Derrick Henry, 
or not get hurt. but uh like uh Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. And then after no, that okay. free top five. After that, happening. so here are the first that, there's a slight drop off, and then you know, so you might have Derrick Henry like three, four, five. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> here here are the first round picks. Jonathan Taylor first, Christian McCaffrey second, Cooper Cup with the third. That's a yep. solid pick. Austin Eckler with the fourth. Josh Eckler. Allen fifth. Sorry. So he got taken before Patrick Mahomes. Me with the sixth. Patrick Mahomes. Derek That's what I was thinking. I was like, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have to be one into QB wise. <laughs> and then Jefferson, Najee Harris, and Jamar Chase. Oh, they might have reached on Najee, Najee Harris. Ninth. The, I don't and, know if he's a first rounder. And then Devontae and uh, Dalvin Cook finished off the first round. Is your league PPR? I think so. Okay. Yeah. We modified some of the you know point balances, but we'll see. Yeah. Because Najee Harris workload-wise is a good pick, but I don't know. I want to see more out of him this year. Yeah. And with that he, offensive line being a little suspect, I don't know. The issue with, yeah. the, with like, more teams going to sort of a multi-back system, though, like, you know, yep. somebody who gets the workload like a Najee Harris, though, that's kind of why, you know, because yeah. these other dudes, yeah, that's, that's why you pick him up that early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So last week we were talking about uh, how the Patriots and the Panthers were getting into field scuffles, and this <laughs> field weekend, scuffles. I like that term. This field scuffles. Field scuffles. <laughs> this weekend there was a lot of breaking news about fights in the stands all over the NFL. Can't behave themselves. This is getting wild out there, like, man. It's a, well, you know what it is. It's the preseason, so it's cheap. Oh, so we okay. get out there. They don't know how to act. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people, people. As part of the unwashed masses, I, I completely understand. We're still in a sort of post-COVID society. Like, a lot of people are trying to remember how to behave around each other. Uh, fired up. People <laughs> misbehaving the airplanes now, and it's like, what's going on, guys? Because <laughs> they got that $20 Spirit Airlines ticket. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, we're going somewhere. I don't know where we're going, <laughs> but <jail>. we're going. <laughs> Speaking of fans at the stadiums, though, so like uh, Jaguars and the Browns played against each other. Deshaun was playing Whoa. in preseason. Was anybody and, there? Um, yeah, a, a large, a large group of fans started chanting at Deshaun, "You sick f word! You sick f word!" Which is, <laughs> which is a, which is a professional wrestling okay. term. Yeah. I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's it's a professional wrestling term that you'll use to somebody who's like really hardcore and they start like cutting someone open with glass or something like that they started chanting that at the show oh, that's funny. The game, bro. That was, <laughs> yeah when you're wow. t- when you're that hardcore you know you deserve it you know you're you're <laughs> you're, you're 40 sessions in you're like i got another one tomorrow <laughs> oh no i mean listen Deshaun was waving his junk at massage therapists like Moxley bleeds during matches. Oh, man. <laughs> Except for this it's last just one. Yeah, he just finished fast and well, yeah. I didn't even need it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I was like, wait, Mox didn't even leak. <laughs> yeah, it finished way too quick. <laughs> it was over so fast, he didn't have time to bleed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm starting to think Renee Young might be a vampire. She's addicted to that. 
<laughs> Let's knock out a couple uh, real quick things here. Um, you've got Usman versus Leon Edwards. Yes. Yeah, speaking of knockouts. Wow. Oh, nicely done. Ooh. I mean, man, this was a brawl. Usman had the fight, according to everybody. Oh, that's, I heard about this. Yeah. Leon Edwards with a kick and a prayer just lights out for the champion and new Leon Edwards. Bro, let me set Man. this up. Let me let me set this up for a second. Kamaru Usman was by many people considered like the sort of pound for pound or right up there, one or two pound for pound goat, the best in mixed martial arts. He was coming up on about 10 victories. With this victory, I do believe he would have passed Anderson Silva in title in title defenses. I do wow. believe like one away from GSP. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he's in the same division as a George St. Pierre GSP. Yeah. So like Kamaru Usman, uh Nigerian nightmare from Nigeria, Nigerian born. He was getting up there, man. It was absolutely amazing. Kamar, like Leon had one maybe round one. Then from that point, like Kamaro took over two, three, and four were very obvious, very obvious Kamaro rounds, like not that close. Mm -hmm. And then Leon fakes a left punch. He faints a left punch. Kamaro ducks his head to the side. Leon catches him with the leg kick and just right across his dome in the last, like there were 56 seconds left in the fight. Oh, oh, oh man. Of a 25 maybe. minute total fight. 50 second, 56 seconds left, bro. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> it I was mean, crazy. hey. It's does, not over to the It doesn't pole matter race. how much he beats you if you're the one standing at the yeah. end. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like the, we talked about Quidditch. We talked about Quidditch from Harry Potter. So it's kind of like if you're getting your ass kicked in Quidditch and then somebody catches the snitch right at the very end and just... <laughs> like, like somebody caught the snitch. Caught the golden yeah, snitch it doesn't right matter. on the temple. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he caught the snitch right on the temple. <laughs> but, I mean, Usman was getting up there in fights, but he was, you know, he wasn't complaining about his knees, but, you know, you could tell that he had a hard time walking. So maybe I don't want to say that cut out to him because he was dominating the fight. I mean, taking a kick to the temple will make you have a hard time walking. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not what caught up to him. It was, it was that, it was that kick to the temple. <laughs> but I mean, it was a really exciting, you know, matchup. And yeah, I mean, Leon Edwards. We'll see where his where his reign leads. But you know, he he actually also went on a big fight win streak, probably like eight nine. The last time he yeah, lost was to Usman at a title. This fight. was. This was the first time that you've had um, two two fighters compete for a championship who are both on a double digit fight win streak. So yeah, no. yeah, first time. And the second well, time, you know, coming, well, you know why? why the second Edwards time is coming up. I believe it. it's uh, the second time is coming up. It's going to be Oliver and uh, Makachev. So yeah, you know, Edwards was like, "This is some bullshit." I've won 10 fights and now I get a title match. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So I'm winning this title match. <laughs> That's the bottom line. <laughs> I think COVID, COVID put him behind a little bit. Like it's, it's, he slowed down in 2020. I don't think he fought too much. Like he kept on trying to get matched up with this dude, Hamza Chimaev. And like that fight kept on getting in and out. So 
Yeah, that's that's why it took him so long. But yeah, but he yeah. made. I don't know. Depending on they level, they can't of take that away from you, bro. They can't I mean, take that away. It is the toughest division for sure. But I mean, where I'm at, like if I'm in the UFC and I'm I won five matches, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a title fight. I'm not trying to match up with some jabroni. No, I want a <laughs> shot at the belt. Well, he had yeah. the shot at the belt, and so you know he went down. But if you know the welterweight division is just full of killers, and the, yeah, the list, whenever Kobe. they showed the list is like, well, yeah, all of those people probably did deserve a number one contender match more than Edwards. But you know what? Whenever he's beating you, is the next right. man up, and Absolutely. You know, the next man up deserves it more than you. You got to beat him before you can get your title shot, baby. That's yeah. right. And I'm going to ring the bell on this episode. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going deep. <laughs> we we're going deep. Three more. We're going deep. We're going are, we deep. Gonna, are we going to come back out for the encore? We're not. We're going to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing the encore. <laughs> uh, so before we end up with another hour-long episode, <laughs> I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of Sea Space City. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Hit those rating buttons. Hit us with some uh, ratings, some reviews. Tell your friends. And catch us on social media. Catch us on Facebook at the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook group. And catch us on Twitter, Space City RE. And catch us on Instagram, Space City SRE. And Facebook. The Facebook page, Space City Recreation and Entertainment. There we go. Catch me on Twitter at this underscore those. Catch Ricky if you can. (laughs) And with that, thank you very much. And we encourage you to get out and see Space City. See Space City.